Game Boys. Got it. Hell yeah. Nice. First time. Love to get it on one the time, first One time, one time. Love to get it on the first shot. That's the good. That's the good stuff. It's sort of a no scope. Yeah, in a lot of ways, that's the 360 no scope of syncing audio. Yeah, sort of the boom headshot of track syncs. Oh, yeah, of track claps. management. Man, I, I really thought we were going to get to talk about how uh, Trump was dead today. Oh, we can. No, we can talk about that. But he's not he's dead. dead. Well, he's he's what I describe. He's like he, he's like a, he's a lot like the the monster at the end of Inside. Have you played Inside? Yes. It's a lot like the huddle, uh, the the mass, the fleshy mass of uh, humans stuck together, just causing chaos. They've broken out of the tube, folks, and they're absorbing everyone around them that was complicit in this administration. <laughs> it's so wild. Yeah, um, it, yeah. I mean, the fact that so many people of them are sick is very good. The fact that Donald Trump talking looks like he needs to be on a respirator is also very nice to me. He, yeah, he looks he looks like when you like stagger or something in Persona, and then you can go for an all out attack. Right, like when like, the demons are like <laughs> bent over and they're like, <gasps> yeah, <gasps> they're like they're hunched over. There's like probably some spinny signs above their head, and they're just totally staggered. And then you can also then that's when you can be like, hey, um, join join me, get into my ocean of souls, please. Wait, what? Wait, wait, that's, wait. That's Who's the part, ocean of souls? That's the part in uh in in Persona. Once they're all staggered, you can go up to them and be like, hey, now's the time where you join my ocean of souls. Uh, damn. Okay, I I get it. So we are gonna use Trump's powers for good in the future. Yeah. Once he dies, he can just be like a beautiful icon of a. So you don't be a fascist. You just turn into a fat egg brain and die. Incredible, yeah. Hey, maybe we can absorb his uh, deal-making powers. Yeah, maybe he's our maybe he's our deal-making arcana. Actually, what I was saying to someone else because we were we were playing um, Divinity Two last night uh, in 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 anticipation for uh, today's release of Baldur's Gate Three. Um, but I was but in Divinity Two, undead players heal from poison, mm-hmm. and I think that's a lot like Trump's own constitution, like. He, like his hell's like whatever hurts normal humans like helps him like it only makes him stronger that's why all the photos of him like doing sports are so scary to look at because that, <laughs> that's his body deteriorating in real time yeah but like i mean he should write i mean he should be dead for a million other reasons like i mean his body is shaped like a dinghy he only eats cold mcdonald's like and snorts Adderall like he right. he well, should I mean, already be dead. So like this isn't going to kill him, but he is going to kill like everyone else. Yeah. I mean, it's he has the Mr. Burns thing where it's like uh, imagine a door and you have so many diseases trying to get through the door that none of them can fit. <laughs> uh, I feel like that's the that's sort of the, the Trump situation <laughs> is that mm-hmm. like he just has like every illness, but they just can't. Because they're all cramming in there, none of them can actually get to the bloodstream. And COVID- but what's wild? But what's wild is he didn't have to do this. No one would have thought anything less of him if he had just stayed in the hospital. Like his supporters would have loved him and wished him well. Even the libs would have been like hashtag praying for him or whatever. You know, um, he could have just stayed there. But instead, like he has this 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 absolute inhuman need to look stronger than like the rest of our species so he's just dragging this bloated 
like pussy corpse just in front of the cameras every day. And, and, and it's not just a self-sacrifice. He's literally killing everyone in the leadership. Yeah. Like it just came out that like, um, like a mass majority of like the first responders at like these events all have it now. Like yeah, everyone I mean, has it. <laughs> of course. It's, it's so funny because he said that thing a day or two ago where he was like, don't let this virus like dominate your life. Yeah, and don't it, hey, don't it, just don't let it. Take a trip. Yeah. Reinvent yourself. You gotta adopt a dog. Make, break up with that ex. Ghost your ex. Make the choice. Don't let it dominate you. But it's also just like, my guy, you can't breathe. <laughs> you know? It's like you're coming out here but, and you're like, don't let this disease dominate you, and your lungs don't work, man. Like I yeah, I know. It's 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 such a complex um like moment because on one end it, the 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 sheer absurdity, the sheer just like visual lie occurring right in front of everyone that's undeniable um matched with just this sort of unfathomable amount of human strength i mean i would not be able to walk up all those stairs and stand in front of cameras like three days into covid like that's nuts yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, you know, he's like getting... lo- love him or hate him. I definitely hate him. Definitely an evil man. And I want and I wish him death. Um, but I can't help but be impressed. I mean, surely they're pumping in with some kind of juice to make that happen. But but st- I mean, yeah, I mean, well, that's what I hear is it's like they're filling up with like all these like hardcore like steroids that are like hallucinatory in nature. So it's like the man does not know where he is. Like he thinks he's like in a volcano right now or something like it's, it's truly incredible. It's just the thing that I'm bummed about. This is, I mean, I mean, obviously I just want him to be dead is the main thing. But the other thing that bums me out is I bought a bottle of champagne thinking he was probably going to die. Um, and I wanted to be able to pop a bottle of champagne about it, but I'm going out of town in three days. And if mm-hmm. he doesn't die before then, I'm going to leave the champagne behind. That's not true. You can still bring it with you. I mean, what do they do for like the bike races? Yeah, I guess that's true. I seem to try and, if there's room in the cooler, I'll just jam it in there in case he dies while I'm like camping in Mount, in like Zion National Park. Dude, I would drink warm champagne if it happened. I don't. Who cares? It's it's a it's a moment. It's a moment. I mean, for, sure. For a second there, we were all online on on the Choom Room, just thinking like, is it gonna happen with us all together right here? And I was like, damn, like what what a what a moment that would be. Um, but no, what's what's unfortunately even funnier and much more likely to happen is that yes, this kills a lot of people that get infected from it, but he somehow lives, that he somehow survives, because he's a survivor. He's got his yeah. dad's funds. He'll be yeah, fine this, as long as taxpayers pay for his health care. Um, but it's not his dad's funds that are going to make him live longer. It's his dad's lack of love. That's yeah. what's keeping Trump. That's what keeps driving Trump. Oh, yeah. Trump just needs to be loved. Oh, yeah. He's trying to fill a big old papa-shaped hole in his soul. It's beautiful. Um, by, so, hey, dads, talk to your sons. Yeah, Fathers. seriously. <laughs> Fathers, talk to your sons about about COVID. Yeah, don't fucking uh, cats in the cradle, your kid, or else you're gonna end up with a Donald Trump. So just like, but uh, damn, I, I wanted to t- tell you this, Lex, on on, on the pod because uh, I had we hadn't talked about this yet. But uh, last night I was streaming, and I was just doing my normal stream. We had a good audience, and then randomly uh, I got sent a donation for four thousand five hundred dollars. What? <laughs> Is that real? <laughs> From a complete stranger um, that that dropped into the chat, dropped the bits, uh, 
and then said, hey, I had 5K to burn in my wallet and then like left. And is that real money was, that you're going to get? And I was like, whoa. And then I looked into it this morning and it was a total hack job. Oh, you got played. I got absolutely played. Oh, um, man. I don't know how this guy did it, but he like manipulated like the website code. Like it was like a real it was a real hack job. Man, you got pranked by a lead hacker. That guy's going to work and for I, the FBI in two years. Yeah. I am good for him um, with this with with this on his resume. I can yeah. be one of his references. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got totally played. You get a call from Langley and it's like, hey, uh, is this Griffin Davis? Uh, we have a question about your Twitch stream on October 4th, 2020. Yeah, I have clips of it making myself look like a fool. But it was one of those moments where I did like it looked incredibly real at the time. Everyone in chat was saying that it was real and like was freaking out. Uh, and to and to make matters worse. I didn't want to be the guy that was like, this is fake and like insult someone if they did actually give right. me like that money. I didn't want to be like, fuck you, bro. Like, no way. But I did offer a little bit of suspicion. And I was like, chat, like you guys have to find out if this is actually real for me. And the chat came back and said that it was real. Uh, and then this morning I checked my my account and I still don't see it there. So I'm pretty sure that I've been had. Well, I guess we'll find out, but yeah, it does sound like you've been you've been bamboozled. Yeah, but you know, it's good though because now me and the chat we have a common enemy, uh, sort yeah. of a, a new a new member of the lore. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, new, especially new villain, especially since like the 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 subs number you've been you're starting to like kind of hockey stick on subs and uh, followers the past like week or two, ever since the the whitest kids intervention. Yeah, um, exactly. And so, like, you've had this, like, growth trend of people, like, giving you money on a fairly regular basis. So then this was, like, obviously a huge jump. But, like, it was, like, in the same sort of zone of, like... I don't know. Anyone who's got 5K to burn and, and tosses it on someone who's not an e-girl is a psycho. So I don't... Yeah, anyone <laughs> like who's spending 5K murdered. on anything except for Ahagao is a real freak. If you're not if you're not spending five k to turn Belle Delphine gamer girl bathwater into like some sort of cooling system for your PC, <laughs> then I, I think it's a bad waste of, waste of your money. Um, but yeah, I was like, damn, I'm about to buy my whole crew PS5s. Everybody getting a <laughs> PS5. It don't matter. Everyone, Frankie, PS5, Hunter, PS5, Caitlin, PS5. Chicken, yeah. If Hunter would complain about it. Oh yeah, for sure. He'd <laughs> be like, I don't want your, I don't want your pity PS5 with your fake Twitch money. Uh, but yeah, uh, so yeah, Twitch has been good, and I'm excited to uh, stream tonight because, ooh, baby, Baldur's Gate three came out today. Yeah, the early access for PC. Yes, um, and you know this has always been a sort of a a spiritual franchise that you've told me about, but I've only recently dug into with divinity Two. How are you feeling about this Baldur's gate release? I'm excited. Uh, I am <laughs> debating whether I'm going to, I'm probably not going to try and install it on the boot camp just because I have to get ready for this trip and then leave. So I'm oh, it's Mac too. Is it, is the, is the, uh, the early access is on Mac? Oh, early access yes, is on they, PC. They surprise revealed that it's also out for Mac today. Oh, biscuits. Well, then I might grab it. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but either way, I'm not going to get to play. I'm just I'm not going to get to play it a lot till after I'm back from the trip. Either way, for sure. Um, yeah. But I'm very excited about it because just because like the one big thing I really like with those kind of games um, 
is like feeling sort of like part of the world, you know, and not a lot of games like pull that off very well. Divinity is a really good example of a game that does pull it off really well, where like you make relationships like random strangers in the world, like what you say does like actually matter um, Mm -hmm. and opens up other stuff. And the Baldur's Gate games have always been like the best at that. Right. Um, I mean, I've, I've definitely been feeling that everything you do matters because playing with a group of four people uh, who all have different goals and are just doing different things really slows things down. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, that's just like playing <laughs> D&D. Yeah. Like, we barely got through anything last night because uh, one of our members just was pickpocketing like every quest giver like it was just a total mess um but it was fun uh and it was was very unique and it's again like it is it's right on the edge where it's like this is a fun game to play with multiple people it is a little dense in terms of the systems that you have to understand um but once you get rolling like on day three of playing with a group you're just going to get into that flow yeah I mean, um, I, I believe yeah. that. That that sounds about right to me. It's, I don't know. I'm just very excited about that game as, like, a, uh, I'm always very excited about just, like, th- those games are always so fun because you get to just meet such weird, interesting characters in the world. And like you said, the multiplayer thing sounds, like, very fun. Um, especially because I think with... One thing that's interesting is that in D- when you play in D&D, there's, like, an instinct in the gr- in most groups to, like, try to figure out a compromise that, like, everyone's happy with for, like, every choice you make, you know? Um, right. And I think Baldur's Gate, because you're all at home by yourself doing it, I think it's going to leave a lot more room for, like, your hunters to go off and just do their own thing at the expense of the group or whatever. Um, <laughs> I think that's good. I think that's, like, because that's my favorite kind of roleplay shit is in a group setting is, like, when someone's just, like... I know we all agreed we want to go save the orphanage, but I really want to steal from this guy. So see ya. Um, right. And like that creates like fun story tension and, and other kind of stuff like that. And so it's exciting to see that kind of potentially translate to to video games in a way that it doesn't always. Um, yeah, my group, my group definitely decided early on, just based on what we've been doing, that we were all like suicide squad level villains, just absolute psychopaths with... Uh, Really, no no goals in mind, just chaos, just chaos agents. Sure, I mean, you know, you gotta you gotta live for something, or you'll die for it. But yeah, um, but this episode, we'll obviously have a lot more to say probably about Baldur's Gate in the weeks to come. Um, but this episode, we wanted to talk, or at least for a little bit, about a little game called Genshin Impact. Yeah, man, whew, I like it. Yeah, I like it too. Um, well, just to give a little information at the start before we give our, our takes, um, Genshin Impact um, is a free-to-play open-world RPG. Um, many people are calling it a Breath of the Wild clone. Uh, much of the systems and even some of the enemies look do look similar, but there is enough differences between the games too. I think that's important to, yeah. to stay at the top. Um, but there there are in major Breath of the Wild influences, and um, it's fucking free, and it's just like more anime version of, of that. Um, and uh, it's kind of crazy to me. I would say that it's the most high production free game that I've played. Yeah. I can't think I, of another one. I think one. so. Um, I'm trying to think of one that's, yeah, that for free, not kind of like a PS plus situation. No, no. Yeah. Uh, like literally that's just like, like, that's this like is sold the del- by the developer as free or whatever. Yeah. It's like the main delivery system. Yeah. I can't really think of. 
because the battle royale games you can't it's like what a big whoop they're free it's one map and then once it's made it's done like this is a fucking giant game yeah that's interesting that's really interesting to me is is how that's gonna work <laughs> yeah um because with the battle royale games fortnite wars and whatever there's so many cosmetics you're allowed to spend money on and like most people yes. definitely don't but like enough people do that it becomes profitable um with this it's like i don't know what you're spending money on that isn't just the game is there like, I think you, I think you do spend money on clothes or something or cosmetics. Yeah, I guess there are, are cosmetic options. It just it doesn't feel yeah. it doesn't feel like the kind of game where I would give a shit about. I mean, I don't ever give a shit about cosmetics, but this feels very much like not the kind of game where anyone would give a shit about cosmetics. Well, I, I mean, I guess I think I would disagree with you. There are a lot of anime weeb people that was, yeah. just go ape shit for that. Yeah, that's animation that's fair, stuff. especially because um, this is a little bit more anime in both style and tone than than like Breath of the Wild or something. Yes. Yeah, um, for better and for worse. Um, but, but like, yeah, I mean, just on how good this game looks, like, I definitely don't need the cosmetics because the characters are already really incredible. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's, like, a, there's a lot of open-world RPG stuff that you're used to. Um, one of the main features of the game that surprised me at first, and now I'm really getting the flow of it, is that you have a party of four, that I believe, but you are just sort of swapping between them really quickly all the time yeah um, um so like you have like a main character you've got like a ranged character a wizard um a big knight like all sorts of different people and it just it's re it's like really fucking like quick and and slick the way you can just swap between the different characters and, and use their different abilities yeah no it's a really fun it's it's kind of it reminds me a little bit of the, the Ghost of Tsushima stance stuff that we talked about liking so much with that game, yeah. where it was, like, very much about, like, timing your switches for different bonuses or specific situations. I like that a lot in this, that you can switch between, like, your big bashy... Like, you start out with, like, your archer lady and, like, ping a couple guys and switch to your big bash dude as they come in and then, like, dance away and switch to your wizard and cast a big spell and switch to your main guy who's, like, a DPS and rush in and slash a bunch or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, like, that's... That's a really fun way to, to spice it up. It makes it very feel very different from Breath of the Wild, where Breath of the Wild was you changed weapons sometimes, but you were always Link, which like makes sense because it's a Zelda game. But and the, and the weapons rarely changed your play style. Like yeah, so let's be real. Um, but yeah, so like uh, you have all these different characters, and I think over time you acquire more characters too, so you can kind of choose. Um, who you want to play as. Um, the story so far for me is fine. It's like, I would say it's like serviceable. It's not super annoying. Um, there's just like one, like one or like Paimon, your little elf characters. Man, like, it's so, so funny that it's Paimon. The, the, the voice actor for Paimon is incredibly annoying. But outside of that, it's, like, generic, pretty decent, like, anime fare. It's not so boring that you want to kill yourself, um, but but it's also not, like, a next-level story either. Is that fair? Uh, yeah. I mean, so far, I've liked the story. The story's very, like, kind of, like, early Studio Ghibli, like, classic, like, anime OVA-type story. Mm -hmm. Where, like, you're in this weird world, and there's all these fun little characters, and you go on these little quests... But yeah, I wouldn't say it's like any kind of like at least so far. I'm not I'm not mega far in the game, but I wouldn't say that as far as I've gotten, it's like insanely, uh, insanely kind of uh, what's a good way to put it? Like there's nothing like insanely elevated about the story. Like it's not like it's pushing yeah, the boundaries. It's not, any it's kind not of like way. a Persona game or something <laughs> where like the characters are that good that you like grow really attached to them or something. Um, and it, and it doesn't really have. 
it doesn't have sort of like a mystic uniqueness to it either. It is really sort of on its face, like what it is um, unapologetically. Um, but there, I, I can't help but be charmed by it. Like the, the, the worlds and the towns and, and, and fuck it. Like there's a lot of menus to, to sift through, but they're also slick. Like it feels like you're playing like the slickest new version of this type of game. Like I loved going through yeah. the, like there's so many things to manage, but it's kind of cute and like slick the way you go through your inventory and it spins around the characters. It's also snappy. And it's just, I, it's just like I, every element of the game, I'm shocked at how polished it is. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's one of the things about it is I kind of, when you and I were talking about it uh, the first time and we talked about sort of like, you know, getting this game for free, it's worth it, check it out. It's kind of like a Breath of the Wild thing. I was like, this game is going to have some kind of like weird glitch problem mm-hmm. or like just not be that fast or not that fun. Like, there's going to be something wrong with this free, ambitious game. Or, yeah. Or like the town looks really, really detailed. But the second you go into the open world, it's like 2D shaded yeah, and like, like gross. Uh, also known as the, the Pokemon Sword and Shield problem. Yeah, it go, they just use the sword and shield maps. Yeah, yeah. like <laughs> and that's like that's what I assumed was going to happen, right? Because it's like it's this game that's like so ambitious and has so much cool stuff, obviously, but like it's free. What's the, what's going on here? Um, but it's, it's not like that at all. Everything works great. It's fucking like you said, extremely polished and like very well honed and fun. Yeah, you know what? You're right. Like the Pokemon Sword and Shield people should feel ashamed. They 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 made a sixty dollar <laughs> game from like one of the most successful studios, and it looks like absolute garbage compared to the Genshin Impact. That's yeah. awful. Um, but like, uh, yeah, it's been really fun to play on my PC. It's been really interesting. I'm I'm, I'm gonna keep kind of like diving into it as sort of like a relaxing sort of like open world like RPG break, and I'm excited to see. Uh, where it goes because there's a lot of multiplayer in the game too. Have you tried that? I haven't tried it yet. I have only done the single player stuff. Uh, yeah. So there's a lot of co-op stuff you can do too. And apparently you can like party up for like elite stuff. Um, so I feel like this game, if I can convince a few more other people to play with me, like there, there might be some more life to this game. I mean, yeah, I'm excited to just play it in the single player run just as sort of like, it's a good it feels big. I don't know how big the game actually is, but it feels big. Um, and so it seems like a good game to have as sort of like, oh, I'll play Magic every day, and I'll probably have some like indie on my Switch and some like serious computer game. But this can always be like the smoke weed kickback play it on the PlayStation game for a yeah. couple hours, and can be that for a very long time, which is an exciting prospect. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I, 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 I do want to say, though, that like I, while I'm so wowed by like the high level of production... It also, there is, like, I do have some moral guilt to it because I'm like, w- there's just no way there wasn't, like, slave labor involved in this. If it's a free game that's like this, <laughs> that this high quality, like, this, there's no such thing as a free lunch, right? <laughs> what happened to the people who made this game? Um, yeah, so, <clears throat> it is, it's unclear, man. It's a Chinese game, so it's possible that part of the reason it's free is that with a lot of new Chinese development stuff that uh, this is based on nothing but my own speculation, but there's a a fair number of new like Chinese development stuff happening for video games. And it wouldn't super shock me if maybe this is free as way to be like, Hey, Chinese studios are legit. Get this game as like a long-term play. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, uh, 
so there's apparently you can like pay to get experience and bonus things in Genshin Impact. Um, and there's like a way you can buy you can buy like those special cards that level you up stuff like that. So I guess that's how they plan on making money. Um, maybe eventually, it's sort of a. Um, maybe at some point in the game it gets so hard that you either have to grind a lot or spend money, and that's like where they get you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But who can say for sure? But as of right now, as far as I am, there's like nothing like that. It's totally smooth and totally fun. And, uh, and like just 100% worth checking out. Like sometimes when you play a free game, it's like, oh, uh, like I feel like I'm doing this game a favor by playing it for them. Uh, no, not not like even if this game doesn't end up being like a, a hundred hour experience, you're going to have fun for the 20 to 30 hours you play it. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's been really fun. Um, but uh this has also been quite a couple of weeks of more video game delays. Mm-hmm. They've delayed World of Warcraft Shadowlands. Uh, they've delayed Watch Dogs Legion again. And I think the reality is really starting to set in that a lot of these companies that are having to work from home, they just can't get it done from home as quickly. Like they, It's just hard. It's just hard to do that. Like how long, how much time gets wasted on all these Zoom meetings and stuff? You know, it's fucking impossible. It's so much easier to yell at your employees to their faces. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, that's that's for sure. I mean, that's definitely a big part of it is that you just can't be quite abusive enough to get your games done uh, right? remotely. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just everything's gonna just get delayed, man. It's it's very crazy because it's there. It's weird because there's more demand for video games than ever. So games that are coming out are getting big attention I think faster than they normally would just because like the number of hobbies you can have right now is reduced greatly by the pandemic right um and so it's a great time to get games out but like yeah they just can't do it because of the pandemic yeah and so it's, things it's the are same thing with like the movie tra- right. yeah and they keep on posting movie trailers and it's like stop we're not gonna see these movies forever why are you doing this to us yeah or like they post the dune trailer and everyone's like oh i guess that means they're confident dune's coming out and it was like no it's yeah. not delayed yeah and so like i think what they're gonna have to start doing especially with movies is like bringing back old movies and being like hey remember all these old movies that you just can't find because netflix only has five movies and they're all tall girl like i don't know maybe bring bring back the classics re-release some classics yeah um yeah give give us good movies um yeah that would be that would be very good it would be very good to find to find some way to sort of like reinvigorate people watching stuff and having some kind of broader cultural conversation Mm -hmm. um but yeah, it's it's a very funny uh it's a very very funny sort of weird situation where where games just nothing's going to come out on time and all it's this weird thing where everything relies on hype now like that's how you oops everything relies on hype like that's how you make a boatload of money doing anything, you know? That's like yeah. big is like you do your trailer and it gets 93 million YouTube views and everyone's tweeting about it and then you announce the release date and everyone tweets about that and the day it comes out there's already a million people going to do it because it's already been talked to death and they've already burned into their brains they're doing it. But now, like, the amount of time they have to sustain the hype for things has gotten so long because everything is so delayed. And it makes me wonder, like, when, like, Watch Dogs is a good example of this because there's some things that are delayed that's, like, like, no matter when Cyberpunk comes out, everyone's going to fucking nut themselves to play it. Um, But, like, something... That's my prediction. I think Cyberpunk's going to get delayed. 
Yeah, I mean, I think you're, I think you're not wrong. Um, but no matter when it comes out, I think people are going to be stoked to play it. I don't think it's, I don't think it's going to suffer from the delay, killing its like enthusiasm. But I think like Watch Dogs really might. Like Watch Dogs yeah. is a game that like who gives a shit really. Um, but but I think that's why it has even more to lose because if we remember like the there's that one Assassin's Creed game in France, uh, I think it was Unity. Yeah, Unity. Where. It was like the it's like the mo like the biggest like worst just on a technical level release I think I've ever seen from like mainstream gaming. Yeah. Like the game just did not work. Um and was just like a 10, 10 frames per second. It was crazy. Um but like Watch Dogs Legion, if it's even slightly glitchy and doesn't have like that much hype around it then it's just going to disappear. Right, that's, like, that's what I'm saying, I, is that, like, the longer the delay is, the more risk there is of that happening to these games. Because the hype just well, no, burns I'm out. No, 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 no. I'm saying, like, they they have to just postpone it, because if, if there's... I say there's very... There's going to be medium to little hype on it no matter when it comes out, in my opinion. Like, I don't... I don't seem like people, like, are excited for it now, and they... Like, it seems like one of those games where two weeks before it comes out, people will be like, oh, yeah, I guess I need a new video game. Like, that's what Watch Dogs is to me. It's not something that you wait a year for. It's something that you find out is going to come out in a couple of weeks. And you're like, yeah, I'll try it. Maybe, but I feel like Ubisoft has been, like, pretty, you got to check this out about it. But maybe not. Maybe, yeah, maybe. But the last two sucked, though. So, like, no one trusts them or believes them. Yeah, like, that's fair. I think, I, th I definitely don't think there's a fuck ton of people. And if they are, they're freaks and we should have one on. Um, but the, yeah, I mean, <laughs> let's go find one of these watchdog <laughs> perverts and get them on the show. <laughs> but both like watchdog, both I'm sorry, both Shadowlands and Watchdogs, um, they've both sort of added these new, very big, complex systems to their games, and then just realized, oh shit, like it's gonna take a long time to like actually make these work um it's like really over ambitious systems do you think and, that's what uh, it is and not a covid thing do you think it is like just... no covid only makes the problems worse but specifically in legion the big thing about legion is this system where you can literally be anyone like the idea that the anonymous hacker network is like literally people of all ages and races and that you switch between all these different characters and lives um, that's how Legion is supposed to work, and it's like an insanely complicated system. Um, yeah. In Shadowlands, it's it's not the same thing, but they like added like three interlocking systems, and there's like 15 classes in the game, and like every class is like unbalanced. So they're making a mess on on their own side of things too. But it's just this idea that like there's these big ideas. People don't know how to execute them, and then shit takes way fucking longer. But at the end of the day, like, there are enough games for us all to play for another, like, year or two before needing another new game. Uh, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's, ugh, it's, I don't know, just the development timelines right now. I think you're right that the ambition of some of these things is makes the timeline so inscrutable to me. Do you know what I mean? Like... Like you're talking about, it's just like impossible to like speculate too too much about this because like it's so hard to fucking tell the causes. Like you're right. Like I was assuming we were just talking that it was like COVID fucked these games up, but you're right. It could just be the games themselves. It's definitely it's definitely a mixture, and like working from home does not help these situations. But yeah, I mean, I I couldn't help but notice that both of these franchises added these insanely big new systems and are now like, oh no. 
Um, yeah, because that shit's that shit's hard to do. It's yeah. much easier to copy paste uh, a Call of Duty or an Assassin's Creed um, or a Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so I don't I don't know. For me, I'm always like keep it cooking. I have a huge backlog of games. Got a bunch of other games I should be playing, and I don't need to buy anything. So incredible. So yeah. Delay it. Yeah, right now is like a, a primo time for me to get some delays because I am overloaded. Yeah, uh, it, it t- takes some load off for me. And but I guess the final thing I wanted to say about this sort of delay segment that we're talking about right now is like, I think Cyberpunk is going to get delayed. Yeah, there's just something in my gut that just says that it is not finished. Um. Yeah. I mean, I I believe it. I have no reason not to believe it. You know what I mean? Like, it just seems like that's the place where everything is is happening like that's just what you feel like, like what's going on everywhere and there's no reason that if out of every single yeah. bajillion dollar super big property thing that's that's been delayed there's no reason like, cyberpunk is going to be the one that like dodges the bullet even though it's like already been delayed four times but and and to and to make sort of and sort of the big signal that i'm getting from that is uh, jason schreier just recently reported um that Cyberpunk CD Projekt Red has had to like now like force all of their employees to work like six and a half fucking days a week or whatever. Yeah, like, I saw that super long um, for these like new crunches. And like you can't crunch until like midnight of the release of the game because you have to like print it to discs and shit. Like you have to like so like you, you got to stop like a few weeks before the release date anyways. So we're looking at them. They have two or three weeks. They're now being told they have to go and crunch in at like six and a half, six to seven days a fucking week, like just burning these people. Like, I I don't know. Uh, this whole, when you look at something like that, and then you look over at something like Hades, which was made by only like 15 to 20 people and like might be game of the year, there has to be more bigger conversations about how, I guess, unsustainable this like big big budget video game making is it's just unsustainable yeah it really is it's it really is like there's just too many variables there's too much like it's this weird thing where a lot of these games want to both be like be the thing that like people expect from big budget games like big flashy super like you know technical type games like that like your call of duties or whatever uh, Assassin's Creed, but then also to have like some cool mechanical indie tweak on the on the thing, right? So they're not just like another boring retread. Um, and trying to serve both those masters, you're right, like makes just like makes it fucking crazy. It makes it unsustainable. Like you can't just do both. That's why like mm-hmm. indie games always get all this like fun attention for being creative and cool, is because like they're not interested in like rehashing beats they know people already just want a million of. They're doing right distinct things like Genshin Impact is doing Breath of the Wild which people have seen before but like in a different way in a way that's fun Hades like we talked about last week is just like doing the roguelike thing in its own super cool way it's like they aren't trying to like there's certain like graphics goals triple quadruple A games need to hit right and like time goals and like stuff like that and like effect stuff um that trades off with with this kind of like unique artistry thing and they try to have both and it often just like backfires and eats shit or it comes out like the new god of war and it's awesome but it's minimal that that's the less right that's the much less frequent outcome yeah it's like listen guys just if you're big budget just keep making the same bullshit and then i guess if you're small budget you can you can reinvent the wheel maybe that's the maybe that's the formula 
Yeah, exactly. You get a little bit more space to, to, to play around in, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, well, speaking of indie games, you're going to get Crash Bandicoot 4. Very indie. Um, I mean, probably. Small at some, studio. Probably at some point, right? Like, it's, at some point, it'll just be the time where I just feel like playing Crash Bandicoot. I'm not, yeah, like, it, crazy for it, but. It's weird, man. Like, I love Crash Bandicoot. I always have one of my early games. But, like, I look at the game, and I look at the style of game it is, and it just isn't $60, you know? Like, is that fucked up to say? Mm, I mean, it depends. I think you're... Yes and no. I mean, I think that it's conceivable to make a platformer that feels worth 60 bucks. I think that it's unlikely that Crash Bandicoot is going to be that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, mean, I just When I'm looking at the new Ratchet & Clank for PS5, which will be like $70, and I'm looking at this Crash Bandicoot game, the games are undoubtedly good and are doing what they're trying to do well. But it does feel like you're playing like an HD port of like a PS2 game. Like, I just... I don't know. It just doesn't feel like those that genre, especially if you're playing Genshin, that's fucking free to like literally pay $60 for something that feels way less expansive feels crazy to me. Yeah. I mean, it's the the video game economy is very weird right now because it's just not clear exactly how video games make money. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. the best way to do that. Like, is it free game uh, and you know, spend as you want, or is it a big game that you pay a bunch of money for up front? Or like, what is the way that games make a bunch of their money? And it's just, mm-hmm. it's not it, like so many people have disrupted the industry lately that it's just yeah. like hard to know exactly what's what, Yeah, what uh, is what, who knows what else is going on? Um, I mean, I'm still playing Hades. Have you played any at all since last week? Uh, I, I've got I've gotten a little bit deeper into it, yeah. And I, I, I hear there's a god mode that's like easy mode or whatever. Oh, I don't know about that. That seems cool. Yeah, apparently it's a mode for people to get to be able to like see the story more. And apparently it's still like hard, and you can you can die. Um, but apparently like every time you take damage, it makes you stronger or something, or more resilient in the future to damage. I don't know. It's interesting. Uh. Um, yeah, that sounds that sounds pretty cool. I mean, I like playing it on the setting as it is. I'm yeah. frustrated that I've still only beaten Hades once. Oh, so you you beat your dad? Oh, I beat my dad, but I've only done it once, and I want to do it more times. What happens? I mean, is 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 it just over? No, because there's a bunch of sort of character story things that happen that you kind of get cued into over the course of uh, over the course of the game, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you beat your, uh, when you beat your dad, which is great, um, uh, when, once you beat your dad, which is very rewarding, you get to meet your mom, spoilers, um, and that's cool. But then you go back underground and there's a bunch of those characters who've had like you, who sort of hint at their different arcs throughout the game who like still need your help to like get free or like meet their friends or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. And so you you still have time to you still keep playing through it to to knock that stuff out. Yeah, for sure. Um, and it's uh, rewarding. And then, do you ever do you ever get any kind of confrontation with the Olympian gods? Uh, not yet, as far as I've got. Dang. Okay, because I felt like that they were alluding to that sort of. Um, yeah, I mean maybe but, there's uh, more that I don't know about that comes later, but. Yeah. 
Um, oh shit, Disney's live action Mulan now available to own on VOD. Let's go. Oh, get it, dude. Finally, your dream. It's no longer Disney Plus premiere. Oh, you, it's still $30. Well, but now you get to own it. Isn't that what you wanted the whole time? Yeah, I hate renting it every night. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Hades is definitely like a fun one in my ba- in my back bag. Um, I am feeling kind of silly, though, because I got it on the Switch, which is fun to play a hand on the Switch. But my it's just not the Switch controller, man. It's just not good enough for that game. Oh, I like it on the Switch handheld. Yeah? Yeah, I I don't think I would like it on the TV. But it feels mm. it feels like a very handheldy game. Like it's a nice game to just like sit outside and like play handheld on, on like the porch or something. With the glare and everything? Wow. Well, we have the 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 cover on the porch, so it's it's not such bad <laughs> glare. Um but it's just it's fun to play on the handheld console. Um I do think you're right though. Um that like I played, I played Hollow Knight on it, and Hollow Knight, I I survived it, but my I think it, the it, the controller is getting old, it's drifting a little bit. Oh and, yeah, I have uh, drift problems. That's my one thing. Yeah, the the drift shit is insane. Like the the drift honestly made me stop playing Super Mario Sunshine because the controls are so just like needle point on Sunshine that like I was just following off of really high platforms with the drift like all the time. <laughs> and I'm not gonna buy another Switch controller right now. I'm just not gonna do that. I mean that's pretty pretty reasonable. Like how much are Switch controllers? Let's see. Uh, a Joy-Con. Yeah, how much are these Joy Cons? They're like fifty bucks, uh, I think. They're seventy. Whoa. Let's see. Eighty dollars. Whoa! I thought you said they were jo- seventy. Did they just go up in price? <laughs> they're eighty dollars. Holy shit! That's insane for a controller. Yeah. Why is why the PlayStation controller is like sixty or something? Wow, freaks. Absolute freaks. And then how much is the Pro Controller? Probably cheaper. Probably. A lot cheaper, actually. Wow. Oh, weird. Okay. Weird, weird shit. Weird, weird. weird shit. Um, are you playing anything else that's not uh, that's not Genshin and uh, Baldur's Gate? Uh, I mean, I'm, I haven't played Baldur's Gate yet. I'm going to play it tonight. Uh, I've been playing some Divinity. I've been playing Hades. been playing... Stop playing Sunshine. Um... What else was I getting to? There was something else I was clicking on over here. Um, dang, I can't I can't really think of it right now. I, you know, there's a new season of Warzone, and the thing about Warzone, man, is like we talk about it a lot on this podcast. But like, if I don't play Warzone for a week, I'm fucked. I'm absolutely screwed. Like, I just get owned in every game. It's like a game that you have to play a couple days a week, if not daily, to, like, keep not be rusty. So it sucks. I, I hate losing. And so I think I I think I might take a break. From, from Warzone totally? I don't know, because people love to watch it. That's the thing. Yeah, that's, it a, is, that's it how is, you've made uh, your bones on Twitch. It's undeniable, yeah. Um, yeah, number one is my Warzone gameplay. That's why people show up. Uh, but yeah, I, I just I'm feeling a little bit burnt out at this point um, by it, and um, I'm ready. I'm looking for something new, but I don't know what's on well, the horizon. Well, one fun game that's a, a change of pace that you might like, since you got into you got into Phoenix Wright and shit before, is um, uh, Paradise Killer. You, okay. you know, you know about this. You heard about you this? You told me about this a little bit. 
It's like a very trippy, bonked out, uh, kind of smelling its own farts, if we're being honest. Like, weirdo, uh, like, Danganronpa, uh, Phoenix Wright type game. Where you're, like, an investigator. There's been a mysterious, spooky crime. You gotta solve it by talking to all the weirdos. But this one's cool because the setting is super insane. Uh, the characters are all very, very weird. There's a little bit more side questy stuff. Um, so it's a little, uh, it's a little bit more spread out. Like it's not as linear as your Danganronpa or a Phoenix Rider or something like that. Like, okay, cool. Like, that's that's great. But you are solving cases, and you're a lawyer. Uh, you're an investigator. Investigator. Okay. Yeah, like I nice. met I met a ghost who told me to find a vampire. Uh, I love the I love the art in this. Yeah, the art's really the art's really cool and crazy. The character designs are a little cheesy, but the art's very cool. <laughs> Come um, on, guys, get your shit together. Well, it's just what it's very <laughs> it very much is like self consciously like this is cool and weird. Um, For sure, it kind of has that what's it called? Uh, no heroes vibe or yeah, no more heroes. <laughs> No more heroes vibe. Yeah, it kind of does, and it, it wants you to think it's like cool and smart, and it's like, it's still. I like it. I'm having fun with it. I don't. I'm not trying to hate, but it just has uh, a little bit of that sense of like, kind of. It's very proud of itself for being cool, um, which I think is not that cool. Yeah. Well, hell yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's kind of a kind of a slow week for us. Uh, Other yeah, than Genshin Impact, not a big one. Um, I'm gonna I'm downloading Baldur's Gate now, so hopefully we can talk about it soon. Yeah, we should get a real freak on next week to talk all about that. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, but oh wait, are we doing it? Are, are we gonna record another one uh, this week? Yeah, we're gonna record uh, for on next week, Thursday for next week. But I'm downloading Baldur's Gate now, so we can hopefully oh, play it yeah. Wednesday and Thursday, so we can talk about nice. it. Nice. Okay, I'll talk about it a little bit, and then uh, I'm six percent done downloading it. So fucking get like me dog everyone stand by um <laughs> but uh maybe maybe next episode we could talk about the boys yeah i could try to watch the boys talk about the boys and some Baldur's gate that sounds pretty good um uh, I, I think that sounds like a i think that sounds a solid pre- preview guys for next episode yeah it is a solid preview um is that it for this week are we done here should we i like literally i mean we can we can just hang out i don't i don't know uh, well, I gotta I gotta play a Blood Bowl game soon. Then you should not you shouldn't reject me on the pod like that. We should just end it. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, everyone, check out check out Trim Room Twitch.tv slash Trim Room to see Griffin playing games and me sometimes hanging out or playing games. Uh, check out Haley at Eat Every Sound on YouTube and Instagram and also on the Memory Static Podcast. Uh, I think that's about it. Cool, cool. We should we should stop plugging at the end. We should just cut. Uh, well, no more plugs. Mm, I think we should plug stuff. Y- you you guys figure it out. Who's plug stuff anymore? Everyone plugs stuff on every show in the world. Ah, uh, but isn't it so gauche? I don't really think it's gauche. It's a little gauche, like by definition. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think it's like I don't, know. I don't think it's roundly disliked as I think it's roundly accepted as a practice. I mean, look, look, look okay. Well, anyways, 
guys, Monday through Friday, twitch.tv slash Room. We start late night, Pacific Coast time, around 7 or 8. A little bit of news, a little bit of couture, and uh, then we're going to play some games. So check out Baldur's Gate 3 with us this week. Okay, bye. Bye.